Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougal from Zang Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, June 19th, 2023. Last week, economic activity, as we previewed last week, a very busy calendar. So we had a number of updates last week, particularly on inflation, consumer spending, consumer confidence. And of course, we had the Federal Reserve rate decision, which came in on Wednesday. So we'll go through all of those. First, we'll start off on last Tuesday, we had the CPI, CPI core. That was favorable. Uh, CPI came in month over month at a 0.1, positive 0.1. The expectation was a positive 0.2. So that was favorable. CPI core came in exactly as expected, month over month, up 0.4. One slide I want to point out that should be on the podcast here is simply the progression of CPI going up and coming back down. So I uh, heard it last week from Jerome Powell, chair Fed, and see it all the time from commentators and individuals, investors, uh, about the rate of inflation coming down, the fact that it appears to be very sticky and frustrated with the pace of the decline. Just taking a look at this chart, you can form your own opinion. Maybe it's a bit of a Rorschach touch test, but uh, just taking a look at how inflation moved up through uh, 2021, up to the peak last June, peaked at 9.1, and then it's coming back down. It's coming back down at a very nice steady pace. So again, we've said this many times, you just think all the interest rate increases the Federal Reserve has put through. It'd be great just to take a couple of months to see how those flow through the economy and start impacting metrics. We've talked many times that the area that's been most hit immediately, of course, housing, mortgage rates going up. We're starting to see some rebound in some of those numbers. We've got a couple uh, indicators coming out this week. We'll preview those. Uh, But the point being is that if the Federal Reserve, we think if the Federal Reserve just paused for a bit and let things go, you would naturally see the economy decelerate a little bit. And I think the possibility of a soft landing is much greater if we're patient. So... CPI core, as I mentioned, up 0.4% month over month. The FOMC meeting uh, that concluded on Wednesday, the rate decision was to leave rates where they're at. So the target rate now is 5% to 525. So the Fed left rates where they're at, but they specifically mentioned, uh, don't think this is a top necessarily, and that the next meeting, which is July 26, that may result in another 25 basis point increase Federal Reserve also mentioned, or Jerome Powell did, uh, the dot plot that they show, which gives you an idea of what you can expect for future rate increases. The median view from the Fed calls for at least two more rate increases uh, throughout 2023. So we'll probably get one at the end of July, that July 26th, and maybe one other. And as far as the Fed is concerned right now, given the status of economic data, that might be it for this uh, rate hike regime. Also on Thursday, then last week, retail sales, that came in. Uh, This was a little uh, stronger than expected, so that's not necessarily great for inflation, good for GDP growth, of course. Uh, But the retail sales number for May came in. It was a positive 0.3 month over month. The expectation was it was going to be flat. That also follows uh, an April increase of 0.4%. So I think the takeaway from these last two months As a consumer, after a couple of weaker months early in the year, uh, April and May look like good months for consumer spending. Uh, Retail sales, X-Auto, that hit exactly as expected, up 
0.1% month over month. That was the consensus. So one thing we are, I think we mentioned last week that we're starting to track again. We used to keep have this in every econ package as we presented to clients over the last five years, uh, but then there was no need for a long time. But that's initial claims. So initial jobless claims had been pretty much dormant, came down to a very low level, was averaging between 200 and 220. Uh, until two weeks ago, we had a 10-week period where it was averaging 230,000. But the last two weeks, we've had a tick up. Uh, to 262 for both weeks, coincidentally. So 30,000 above the run rate that we had for the prior 10-week period. So certainly that's something we're keeping our eye on. Uh, the labor markets have been extremely tight, but we do see that the unfilled job openings has been coming down almost every month. Job additions have been pretty strong. There's some skepticism over the numbers there, but we'll be watching the initial claims on a weekly basis to see if indeed the uh, job market is weakening further. Last data point from last week that we track is University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. This came in surprisingly positive. So it's bounced around, it hit a pretty low level in May, 59.2. That's the lowest we had since last November. Uh, but then uh, the consensus for the month of June was 60.2, but it came in at 63.9. So that's a pretty sizable beat. So I think the takeaway from last week's economic data, inflation heading in the right direction, nice solid pace, uh, consumer still very solid. So uh, I think the possibility for a soft landing, which is what we're all hoping for, that inflation comes down, uh, modest GDP growth and a reduction in inflation, last week's economic data suggests there still is hope for that to happen. GDP expectations. So Atlanta Federal Reserve, we track this pretty much every week. Uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, uh, the Atlanta Federal Reserve expected second quarter GDP growth at 2.2%. They downgraded that after the activity from last week down to 1.8%. Again, the first quarter was a positive 1.3%. So the 1.8 would still be an acceleration from what we saw. Inflation expectations, I may just scrap this from the slide deck because this has been so consistent, but we have been running very consistently the last couple of months around 2.2%, 2.3%. So inflation expectation for the intermediate term, that 10-year period, extremely low. Fed funds expectation. So I mentioned the Fed, well, their next meeting is at the end of July there is now a 75% odd built into the Fed Fund's future market. And indeed, the Federal Reserve will take that opportunity for another 25 basis point hike. Now, one slide that we've added this week uh, that we used to add uh, from time to time and has usefulness, but it's a Citigroup Economic Surprise Index. It simply aggregates all the economic activity that hits in a given period, actually on a weekly basis, uh, but also weights that by the magnitude of hitting expectations or a shortfall to expectations. So the index really does give you an indication of if the economy is slowing greater than analyst expectations or vice versa. So when we take a look back in 2022, which was a horrendous year investment-wise, we all know that. Uh, but in 2022, if you look early 2022, uh, SESI, Citibank, Citicorp, economic index, that really receded, was hugely negative, then rebounded. It's bounced around a little bit. But the point is that right now, as of last week, that 
indicator is still solidly positive. Simply means economic activity that's coming in better than analyst expectations. So it's a good one data point set, I think. So in terms of how the markets responded last week to what I think is good economic activity, another great week in the stock market. It's the fifth week in a row, S&P added gains, eighth in a row for the NASDAQ. S&P 500 last week, up a positive 2.6%. I'll throw in the international here, usually wait a little bit. But the MSCI World XUS, up about the same 2.7%. Thing that really stands out, as most of the year has, large cap growth. Uh, and really, uh, much of the stock market gains this year have been dominated by less than 10 large cap growth names. Of course, Apple near the top of the list. But uh, NASDAQ last week up 3.3%, and year-to-date U.S. growth stocks up 26.3%, super strong. Last year, you may remember, the reverse was the case. Uh, Large-cap growth last year in the U.S. down 37%, so a massive rebound in large-cap growth year-to-date here in the U.S. Last thing, uh, fixed income last week, despite the Federal Reserve and their announcement, hardly any activity there, almost no movement. Slight positive uptick on the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, up 20 basis points. And for the full year, now bonds are positive. Great after last year, as they were down 13%. Uh, This year, up 2.2% for that Bloomberg U.S. Bond Index. So economic activity for this upcoming week. We only have three data points that we're following. We think are significant. Two are housing, the other initial claims. Uh, The two housing, we'll get those tomorrow. Housing starts, building permits. Both of those charts, they've definitely troughed. Uh, We hit a bottom a couple of months ago in both of them. They've been inflecting up. The expectation for housing starts is we'll come in at right at 1.4 million, almost exactly where we were the month before, but stability is good. Building permits, uh, uh, the prior month, which was the month of April, was 1.42. Uh, The expectation is just a slight uptick, another 9,000 added building permits uh, in the month of May. And the last thing, the initial claims we mentioned last two weeks in a row, it's been at 262,000. Consensus estimate is now catching up with that. So the expectation for last week's number, which will be reported this week on Thursday, is 259,000 new jobless claims. That's it for this week's economic update. Thank you very much for your attendance and hope you can tune in next week. Thank you.